perfect spice choices for healthy food is important to manage chronic diseases. We have focused on a specific line of spices that can really fit your diabetic lifestyle. Our spice flavors are a game changer. We have created unique blends of all-purpose seasonings that are salt-free, gluten-free, with no additives and preservatives, great for chronic conditions like high blood pressure, obesity, and heart disease. These spices contain antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal properties, and improve digestive function and metabolism. Choose Diabetic Cuisine Spices for your family to feel more safe, confident, and support healthy aging. Welcome to another episode of Transparency Talks Podcast. Listen, we have an amazing show for you today. We have Miss Toyin Ajayan. She is the founder of Outdoorsy Black Women and Your Life After 25. Can you please say hello? Hi, Hi everybody. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the show. So I want to dive right on in and a little bit about about your background the background i guess just a bit about me again my name is toyin ajayi my full first name is oluwa toyin which is half nigerian well it's which is nigerian so i'm half nigerian half Ghanaian. i was born in london england and raised in atlanta so i am a multicultural peach that's what i tell people um i started blogging in 2007 so um i'm an og blogger that's what i like to tell people back before they called us influencers when brands didn't know what to do with us and then i launched your life after 25 which is a women's lifestyle blogazine in 2011 and um, that was always like i think when i was when i was 17 i wanted to to run a women's um magazine and i wanted to start an online magazine for women so i feel like most people don't always get to do what they want to do like they say they want to do when they were a kid but i i'm actually getting to do that and i feel really blessed to be able to do that yeah and then awesome yeah so you know it's kind of it's kind of a thing and then uh of course we have outdoorsy black women which is a social network for black women um i know a lot of people don't don't really consider themselves to be outdoorsy but I'm here to tell y'all you guys are probably outdoorsy like I talk to black women and they're like you know I'm not that outdoorsy then I said do you go to the beach do you garden do you you know we go to cookouts most of our cookouts and family reunions are outside so if you do all of those things you are an outdoorsy black person and an outdoorsy black woman okay well (laughs) You just gave them the whole cake, but we're gonna dive in and taste some. Oh, we got, we got more. That's just a little, this is just a little snippet. We got more. <laughs> okay. So your family, 
is from Nigerian and Ghanaian. Ghana. Ghana? Yeah, so Nigeria and Ghana. Okay. But you was born in London. So how did you... (laughs) That's always the question, right? Um, My mother was an entrepreneur also. And she just liked to travel. So eventually it was just kind of... Like if you meet most Nigerians and Ghanaians too, but definitely Nigerians, I like to call it like the the intercontinental triangle that tends to happen it's usually like nigeria london america (laughs) so there's a lot of us that kind of tend to make that triangular journey but yeah my mother just liked to travel so we ended up here in the united states and um i ended up becoming a honorary georgia peach because i rep georgia and atlanta all day uh falcons fan love them still but I got Georgia now and the Braves, you know, so feeling a lot better about myself. <laughs> okay. So you went to London and then you came to Georgia. Uh, we we went to, so we came from London. We started initially in New York and then we oh, okay. ended up in Georgia in 95. Okay. Actually, I came to Georgia in 95. See, there you go. Look, we've been here long enough to become peaches. So okay, We're absolutely peaches. At this we're point. definitely peaches. We're definitely yeah. peaches. Yeah. yeah. So my mother is actually the Ghanaian side and my dad is the Nigerian side. Um, I'm the Ghanaian uh, tribe is Fanti and my Nigerian tribe is Yoruba. I don't speak my languages. I understand both my languages and I cook the food from both sides because that usually comes up. It's like, can you can you throw down? Yes. Right. Right. Um, so I can understand both. I think it's an immersion thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, if I take some time, eventually I would like to um, establish myself a little bit in like Ghana. Um, I have a family home in Nigeria already. So I think just the immersion, I'll be able to speak it when I'm fully immersed in the language. We're taking a pause for the cause. It's your girl, Butter Be Rocket, Transparency Talks Podcast. This is Chavis Flag with Change the World. Bang, bang. I used to shoot. Who's gonna be the one to change the world? Well, maybe I'll be the one. Well, maybe I'll be the one. Who's gonna be the one to change the world? Well, maybe I'll be the one. Well, maybe I'll be the one. Who's gonna be the one to stand and fight? They said I cannot be talking, but I'm about that life. How many wrongs are you ever gonna turn to right? Yeah. And we live in a dark world, so let's turn it bright. Yeah. Yeah. I met a man, it was just the other day. Trying to get some food on his plate, man, he couldn't even make his own way. Two kids, baby mama, eat a father and his son, trying to beat another case. Young man, celebrate, cause you only live once, gotta make it all great. life may bring you down you're not losing be yourself and no one else keep pursuing i just want to bring your hope through this music because we're just all human so stand up and face the world who's gonna be the one to change the world well maybe i'll be the one well maybe i'll be the one Who's gonna be the one to change the world? 
Well, maybe I'll be the one. Well, maybe I'll be the one. Who's gonna be the one to stand and fight? Yeah. They said I cannot be talking, but I'm about that life. Yeah. How many wrongs are you ever gonna turn to right? Yeah. And we live in a dark world, so let's turn it bright. toured singing Nigeria, Ghana, Johannesburg, Cape Town, and I was in Addis Ababa for six months. So, yeah. So did you, you loved it? I loved it. That was my very first tour. Yes, it was an eye-opener. It was totally different from what I had envisioned in my mind and from what the TV shows us, you know, and I saw so many beautiful things and people take pride in their culture and it, it was really, it was really good. It was really, really good. I'm happy to hear that ISIS and shapes our, our views on different places. And that's not just um, the views that we have of Africa, right? It's kind of the, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. So like, that's, that's a, it's a complicated thing that comes up, but I just don't think people realize how much television has, has influenced a lot of our, our views. And if we can take time to bridge that gap, it's really important. Oh, absolutely. I mean, seriously, my eyes were completely open. I was like, when I got, when I first got to Addis, I was like, okay, so this is nothing what I saw on TV. Nothing. (laughs) I mean, I saw some of those things too, of course, but it was nothing like what I saw. Okay. So you have, you have this famous nickname that everybody calls (laughs) you. And I'm trying to figure out why and, and how did they come up with this for you? Okay, so um, if you know me from the blogging world, I go by Da Vinci. Um, I've been going by Da Vinci since 2006, and it was a name given to me, a nickname given to me by my sister and like a group of friends. And one day we were all like coming up with names for each other. There was one, the Mona Lisa and Helen of Troy, and then I was given Da Vinci because I they they're like you're always coming up with ideas and innovations and I'm artistic and so yeah. they were like Da Vinci fit who I am and I rocked with it. Okay. So yeah. do you still rock with it now? Is is that officially dubbed your nickname? Oh Da Vinci is Da Vinci's like in terms of, of blogging, I only went by Da Vinci for so okay. long. Like okay. um <laughs> now that I'm trying to step out into just being me a little bit more letting people get to know Toy Ajayi, the person behind Da Vinci. Um, 
it's I'll always be Da Vinci, but I'm always 22. So yeah, absolutely. You're you're toying in first. Exactly, exactly. Right. So I I feel like you know Da Vinci. I love that name. It's very much a part of who I am. But it's at the end of the day, I'm still 20, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I read on your site about your mistakes and trials that you had experienced that shaped you to be the woman that you are, including a suicide attempt at age 14, surviving a rape at age 18, growing a tumor, I'm assuming surviving, well, surviving a tumor. Um, Can you explain how those experiences shaped you? Oof, boy. (laughs) So, um, you know, I do think it's really important to talk a lot about mental health, especially as a black woman. I do too. And, you know, battling mental health so I actually battle um depression and anxiety and it's funny because even with doing this interview like I do interviews all the time right and people are like oh you're so good at them and you seem like so comfortable but before every interview I give myself a pep talk because my anxiety is something that I I have to constantly work through so um, I'm always happy to talk about it because I know so many of us are struggling with it and battling it silently. So if they can hear about the different ways that I work through it, I'm hoping that that can help the next person. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was 14, my depression got the best of me and being that young and impressionable, I just didn't know how to deal with life at that time. So I, um, I ended up overdosing and I ended up in a coma. And they had told my family to basically say their goodbyes at a certain point. Yeah, they they were like, we just don't think there's anything we can do for her at this point. And then, um, and then comes God. So, <laughs> and, and, you know, so once I did wake up out of the coma, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, this is a miracle. You know, this is good, but she's never going to walk again. Um, she's probably never going to speak again. She's probably never going to walk again. Right. And here I am talking, walking, riding horses, doing all these things. So um, in terms of how that, that experience shaped me, it just reminded me of how fragile life is and how important it is to do everything that you want to do. Right. Experience everything you want to experience don't take each day for granted and I feel like that's kind of led me in the choices I've made with starting your life after 25 your life after 25 was always about helping women um it was about entertaining empowering and educating women that's Mm -hmm. what that brand is about and those principles continue with outdoorsy black women it's about you know, entertaining us, having fun together, empowering us to do things that we, um, that have been deemed not for us. And then, you know, educating us on, on things that we may not know about. So just coming together in that sisterhood. And that's a lot of what that background and brush with death, you know, has, has done for me. We're taking another pause for the cause. This is Lanisha with Comet.
beauty is truly such a special sight to see. And I got a front row seat. He knows me, he showed me everything that love should be. If only he would speak, I know you don't believe, but if I can see sexual assault and surviving that oh man I that's a tough one because you know you go through your journey and you have to you kind of have to learn how to not blame everybody for those things because I've actually I've dealt with rape twice oh wow yeah I've de- I was I've been you know dealt with rape twice and I've dealt with sexual assault aside from that and after a while you start having to think okay what am i doing that's Mm -hmm. you go through these these are the steps you go through and then you recognize it's not you it's there's just there's going to be bad people in the world and you have to go through the therapy and the healing to get yourself to a place where that is not what defines you as a person Mm -hmm. um 
but I will always be open to talking about my experiences because again, um, I, if I can help another woman who has dealt with sexual assault and rape, I'm, I'm open to doing that. Yeah. And then I guess, you know, with the, it just feels like so much with the, <laughs> cause you did ask about the tumor. So when I was 19, I had a, um, I had a lump in my right breast and I woke up, I woke up one day and my, my breast was two sizes bigger. Mm. And I had this, like, I don't know what's happening here. Um, my family, there is history of breast cancer and and things like that. And we've, we've had different kinds of cancers that run through the family. So mm -hmm. I wasn't really sure how that was going to go. And um, I'm very thankful that it was taken care of. It was a fast growing tumor. And they basically said, you know, it ended up being malignant. But what they, I mean, yeah benign but they said that it had the uh, because of how fast it was growing it could have turned into a cancerous tumor um so they kind of gave me the option which is it's always weird it's inter interesting to me how they give you the option it's like hey you could see how it's gonna go or take care of it now and and it got taken care of um as soon as possible so wow wow i mean those are all <laughs> you know it's a heavy start, I know. Yeah, yeah. But I, I definitely see how that shaped you, you know, to be able to pick yourself back up after experiencing all of those different types of things. I mean, I, when you talked about, you know, having a coma and now appreciating life, I went through not a coma, but I did go through a life-changing, you know, situation where torn meniscus, torn ACL, dislocated my shoulder, and had to learn how to walk again three months with a walker two months with a cane fighting my way back three times a week physical therapy so i definitely understand you take you 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 tend to appreciate life because it's the little things and my grandmother had went into a coma and they said she wasn't gonna walk they said she wasn't gonna talk you know the whole nine yard now she did not end up walking again so it's a blessing that you're able to walk and talk and get on that horse and have your outdoorsy project. <laughs> so that's really, that's really cool. Okay. And then it's kind of like with what you said, just thinking about that. I think every year that goes by, like I just take it as a gift and something that really resonated with me and was another reason why I started your life after 25 was just thinking about each year as a gained year. Like mm -hmm. the tagline is believe it or not, life does go on because our society, um, tends to look at aging as this negative thing yep but I don't look at it that way because one for me I know each year of life I get is a gift because mm -hmm. I, I didn't have to be here yeah. and then watching other people around me who were the same age as me or who passed when they were younger than me I just I value life so much because of that yeah so. yeah definitely so speaking about your blog your life after 25 which i love the concept and everything about it because you are right then and even for me as a as an artist i let society tell me because i was into i i also had a kind of crazy you know upbringing i was in a car accident had two deals on the table one with warner brothers one with sony ended up getting into this car accident and drinking from a straw for six months when i 
finally came back out, which was a year later, the deals were no longer on the table. So naturally I went through a lot of emotional stuff. And the third label that was interested in signing me, I went to them and they're like, well, yeah, you didn't miss the boat. Now here I am like 19, 18 and a half, 19 years old. But at that time they were signing to Britney Spears, which was the 11, 12 and 13 year old. So it really got into my spirit. Oh my goodness, I'm too old. So I started working a regular job, eventually got married, had kids, the whole white picket fence, you know, go to college, that type of stuff. And I thought that I was too old to go after my dreams. You know, I I stayed in the background. I started just doing backgrounds with different people, like TLC and other people like that. But I had to finally come to reality with, you know, my life is not over. I'm only 19. I'm only 20. You know what I mean? And you really have to think about that type of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You have to mentally, you kind of have to mentally make that shift. And, you know, that's what your life after 25 was about and has has been about. And there's a lot of women who I've spoken to and they've said, you know what, this was just like the reminder they needed Mm -hmm. that, you know, life's not over. Because I mean, society pushes, you should be married by 25 or 30, you know, and if you're not there yet, then what are you doing but right there's so many different factors and everybody has a different journey so you know just live your life and be happy as long as you're not hurting people and and you're you're living your purpose and your your purpose is making you happy do that We gotta pay them bills, y'all. We taking a pause for the calls. It's your girl, Buddy B. Rock, the Transparency Talks Podcast. Tell the DJ to turn it up, turn it up. Butters on the radio. This is one of my singles entitled Straight in My Heart. Make sure you guys check out the music video. Let's go.
several ways you can tune in to Transparency Talks podcast, including Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Blaze One Radio in Atlanta, Squeaky Radio in Detroit, Glass FM in Nigeria, Soul City to Beat in Italy, London's Energy Radio in London, Rock Dan Radio in Canada, Soul Fusion Radio in South Africa, and Q-Mix Radio in Japan. You can listen in to any of the stations by going to butterbiraka.com. That's B-U-T-T-A-B-R-O-C-K-A.com. Follow me on all social medias at Transparency Talks Podcast, also at Butterbiraka. And subscribe today to my YouTube channel at Transparency Talks Podcast. So what type of topics do you talk about on your Life After 25? everything fashion health fitness um business everything it's lifestyle so we cover everything okay all right travel yeah okay so you already kind of like took me here your mother was an entrepreneur or is an entrepreneur so you started your journey as an entrepreneur at 16 which is young well yeah i I, I probably started younger than that. Okay. I, to, to be honest with you, okay, so I've always knew, I've always known that I was going to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Like, I wrote my first will, and my aunt still has it. I wrote my first will at seven years old, oh. and it's in blue crayon. And <laughs> I was like, I got to prepare myself, you know, just in case. <laughs> I was reading about contracts. I was reading about wills. So I've it's always been in me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> she All keeps right. It and she laughs about it. She's like, I still have your will. Yeah, that's <laughs> cute. that is cute. Okay. So you recently founded Outdoorsy Black Women. Can you tell everyone? You already touched on it a little bit. But can you tell everybody, you know, a little bit more about what your company is and why you started it? I'm excited because I started Outdoorsy Black Women. It is a social network 
for black women okay um and yes we connect through the outdoors but there's so much more to outdoorsy black women than just um hanging out in the outdoors we have our book club uh there there are going to be different kinds of events coming up so it's really a space just a safe space for black women to come together to celebrate each other connect with each other learn from each other um there are what i noticed is there were so many different black women doing all of these dope things black women that are surfing beekeepers gardening all of this stuff we're camping we're in rvs we're but most of us didn't know where to find each other. And we were kind of spread out all over the place, not connected. So I wanted to bring us a space where we could all come together and connect with each other and just have fun. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's been really fun. For me, I, I actually moved into my RV last year to go full-time. And one of the things I wanted to do was find my community as I was going. So that was one of the influences for starting Outdoorsy Black Women. Mm-hmm. I initially started with a group called Black Women Camp, which is on Outdoorsy Black Women now. Um, but it was just kind of wanting to connect with other Black women and having that safe space. Because when I decided to go full time, we still had... Um, 45 in office and the climate for the racial climate for the outdoors was a really scary place Mm -hmm. um a lot of us were looking for safe places to go camping and safe places just to enjoy the outdoors and I recognized that there was a need for that Mm -hmm. so that's what I wanted to bring that space in outdoorsy black women uh we highlight Black-owned campgrounds in the in the Black-owned business directory, uh, as well as Black-owned farms and so much more. I didn't know that there was Black-owned campgrounds. I I am just now recently getting acclimated <laughs> with the Black farms. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know we have campground. we have Black-owned campgrounds. I'm actually at a Black-owned campground right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, do you also farm? Not yet, not yet. My goal um, would be one day to have my own hem- homestead. Okay, okay. So why do you feel it's important for women to be active and get outdoors? Well, for one, let me, y'all see my skin glowing, right? No, I'm just kidding. I do, <laughs> I do see it glowing. <laughs> well, honestly, um, when you get a connection with the outdoors, it really is a way to enrich your soul and your spirit and just kind of give you that peace that you don't always get with being in the city or um yeah like just being in those rural like in congested city areas so i think even if you can find a park or your own garden or sometimes people don't have garden space you have like a patio if you can create a little a little piece of outdoors for yourself somewhere and get that piece um it's important and then in terms of like my mental health i always found that when i was outside in a garden or close to an ocean my mental health is is at its best i understand now i'm not gonna lie i don't really know if i'm an outdoorsy person because as soon as i see a bug and particularly a wasp or a bee i'm out of there but you go to the beach right yes i like the beach that's outdoors you see what see i just had this conversation with if you go to the beach guys that is outdoors like yeah. so there's a thing where 
for some reason people when they think of the outdoors they only think of the woods yep but like when you're if you're going to the beach you're going to the mountains like you go skiing these are all outdoor activities do we do we do we ski do we yep in fact there is an all-black team the first all-black team of um is going to go trek everest i just saw a story on that so we are skiing we are trekking we are surfing Hmm. that's why outdoorsy black women is so important because we do these things but without that representation to see ourselves doing it not only will we miss out on the opportunities to try those things for ourselves but the continued lie that the outdoors is not for us mm-hmm. will just be continuously for you know like that'll be the trope that just continues to go on so the first some of the first um park rangers were black so you know i just think it's important that we claim our space in the outdoors um i think a lot about how these are things that, that we've done historically anyway mm-hmm. you know what i mean and they were deemed primitive, mm. you know, or savage. But then now it becomes a thing where it's it's cool to do, just not for us, even though we were doing it already. We take another pause for the cause. This is my homegirl, Jordan Danielle, with That Way.
describe being a Renaissance woman? Oh. <laughs> They're like, hasn't she? No, okay. Um, I think it's just, oh, man. So yeah, I describe myself as a modern day Renaissance woman because I can, I have the ability to do anything that I put my mind to. And yeah, I have the ability to do anything I could put my mind to and even more of a blessing, I can execute it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you can, you can have ideas, you can have goals, but execution is, is real. I remember when I, I texted my, my girlfriends in the group chat and I was like, I'm going to start a social network. They're like, okay, girl, just tell us when you just send us the link when you get it up and running. Cause they, <laughs> cause they know me. They, if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. So, you know, from writing a cookbook, I wrote a cookbook called the pocket sous chef to, mm-hmm. you know, running your life after 25 to now having outdoorsy black women a social network for black women mm-hmm. um, I think that qualifies me to be a modern day renaissance woman I do too I do too <laughs> okay so here at Transparency we like to of course highlight all the wonderful things that you're doing but we also know getting to become an entrepreneur there are struggles along the way And a lot of people, when they get these snags, typically they give up. And so they never stay committed to do it. How, tell us about your struggles becoming an entrepreneur and how you rose to the occasion to keep going. All right. Well, so, okay, I'll start, I will definitely dig in with Outdoorsy Black Women because I think that's a different kind of brand. Um, One, when you get into being a niche business that already makes it 10 times harder and then when you're doing something specifically for black people it makes it a thousand times harder so um we just celebrated a year of launching which has been a blessing um the first year of business anybody any entrepreneur would tell you that's usually one of the toughest years um i would say some of the struggles with outdoorsy black women specifically have been the constant push to make it so it's not just for black women Mm -hmm. um people have told me it'll be easier if you make it for black women or black uh people of color or have you thought about not it not being just for black women or not just for black people so that becomes a, a constant um struggle in letting people know that no i'm i'm not budging on that we deserve to have our space and whoever it's for will be there is is one thing and i think when you're going into business you have to know what your business your what your business stands for and what you stand for as an entrepreneur and not be willing to budge on that um also everything that i'm doing right now is self-funded so that has been a um an obstacle but i'm still here so with that comes like there's always a constant push for people to say why don't you go the nonprofit route um but when you go into nonprofits, you lose you can often lose a say in how your business is run because mm-hmm. now you have a board that you have to answer to and one of the things that comes with that is again the push from it being for black women mm-hmm. so in order to make sure that the vision of what outdoorsy black women stands for i just gotta keep tracking 
and you know this year i definitely hope that um sponsors will take um take notice i have they are taking notice i'll actually say um i hope that sponsorships come into to play i'm i'm calling on them putting it out in the universe i am ready for more sponsorship and more support and just having us spread the word about it so that people know that we out here so we're gonna take another pause for the calls i'm absolutely digging this song by angelica and josh bias this is called quarantine boo everybody Make sure you turn it up yeah, and tune see. in. Because mm-hmm. I ain't gonna know when things gonna be like they used to. But being like up with sugar, I could get used to. It's true. I just gotta see you. Girl, we can Netflix and chill. See a shot, take a shot, baby, if that's how you feel. Cause I ain't got no meat except the one I made with you in the bedroom On the studio stairs too, I've been ate just like bears Come be my quarantine boo Quarantine boo Been trying to quarantine you Baby we ain't got nowhere to go and you're the only thing I wanna do Quarantine boo You boy, I could get used to quarantine. So on your site, you talked about this already. You do have a book club. So how did your book book club work? Do you pick a book and y'all figure out a time to discuss it, or how how does how does that work? So the book club, there we're going to be reading one book per month mm-hmm. that is written by a black woman, 
Okay. And it'll be different kinds of black women because I think that's another thing. Like, um, it's black women from everywhere. So you got Afro Latinas, you have Afro Asians. You know what I mean? So we'll we'll highlight black women um, all over. The way the book club works is there are discussion questions that are in the forum section that are listed each week as the written component of the discussions. It's very laid back because everybody has jobs and stuff. So I didn't want anything overwhelming, but also twice a month to give us that vocal connection and and that ability to talk to each other. We're doing Twitter spaces Hmm. um, to have a Twitter space discussion. So actually on February 9th, tomorrow, Wednesday, we have our first um, Twitter space discussion which we're covering all about love by bell hooks. Okay. Yes. So I need to go ahead and submit my book to you guys. Yes. It is called <laughs> Fear of Failure, Fear of Not Trying. So if someone wants to submit their book, how do they do that? Um, yeah, you can actually just go through the contact form on the on the site mm. at Outdoorsy Black Women. Uh, there is a contact page and let us know that you want to submit your book. We're definitely taking book submissions there's also a book submit or a book suggestion um form Hmm, in the forum discussions so anybody who's a member can come in and say hey can we try reading this book and we'll definitely keep it into under consideration okay cool so with outdoorsy black women you have events or you're starting events or yes 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 I'm excited. I'm so I'm so excited. So uh, we are doing monthly hikes um, okay. that start in in Atlanta right now. The goal is actually to have chapters throughout the United States. Mm-hmm. So we're starting with Atlanta because I know I mean why not right right. Um, but we are starting our monthly hike. The first one is going to be on March 12th, and you can register for that. There's an events page on Outdoorsy Black Women, so you can go and register there for any of the events. Okay. There are on the events page, there's our events, the Outdoorsy Black Women official events, as well as events that members submit. So okay. if you have any events that are going to be um, a great event for Black women to be at, please feel free to add that to the events page. And then on April 23rd, we have a plant and sip that is going to be taking place to celebrate Earth Day. Okay. So, and I like we do have some campouts and glampouts coming too. So, um, yeah, definitely a, a full calendar that we're working on. Okay. Well, I'm gonna make sure that I sign up. I have, I, like I said, I'm not a really a, a camper or an outdoorser person per se, <laughs> except at the beach. And even yeah. then, I'm only there to take pictures. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to sign up because I am here in Atlanta and it would be nice to connect with some other women and yeah. walk and talk and sip and do everything else. So I will definitely make sure that I sign up. So well I'll tell you this because there is something and um I'm just gonna put it out there. We do have an event coming up in July. Okay called twerking trails. So <laughs> I, when I tell you I do not know <laughs> So that is going to be coming and I'm really excited about it because again, I get to highlight another uh, black owned business, um, (laughs) work at Girl Fitness. Um, She's she's great and she's in Atlanta and I've worked with her before on twerk fitness classes and pole dancing classes. So I figured why not bring them together? 
Yeah, that's cute. I, I, I'm definitely gonna come to that one so I can learn how to. See, that's what I'm saying. So she gonna be teaching a little twerk, and then we gonna do a couple of a little bit of trail stuff, you know. So, that is like, so wait a minute, you're gonna be walking up the trails, and everybody just hella we, we got dancing. some coming for y'all. We got some coming for y'all. It's it's gonna be dope though. I'm excited. Okay, so two more questions for you. So with COVID, of course, everybody knows how it negatively impacted so many families and businesses and stuff. Yeah. Like how did it positively? impact your business <laughs> um oh, man first of all i just want to say um to anybody who's been um who's been affected by covid negatively um my heart goes out to you my brother's a nurse and i have a lot of friends who work in the healthcare industry and so mm. i know it's been a toll for everybody all around um with that said I think with everybody being in trapped inside at a certain point, um, the call to get back outdoors actually has really been big for a lot of people. So for outdoorsy black women, I guess the timing is pretty spot on just because a lot of more people seem to be wanting to connect with the outdoors and healing themselves through nature and things like that. And um, there are more people buying rvs more more black people buying rvs and and i love it every time i see another black rver or a black fan lifer it's it's really exciting so i think in that context you know that's probably the the most positive thing for my business that has come from, from covid okay so how can people get in contact with you all right. Well, the best way is, of course, go to outdoorsyblackwomen.com. Um, my at name on there is at Toy. So you can add me as a connect. And the there's also an app. The site is free. It's free to join outdoorsyblackwomen.com. And the app is available on for iOS and Android. And it's free in the app stores. Um, we are on social media also at outdoorsy black women so instagram facebook all of it at outdoorsy black women except for twitter because twitter won't let me put my whole long name yeah so it's outdoor, outdoorsy bw but um other than that i think the best place is to reach me at outdoorsyblackwomen.com okay well i would like to thank you so much for being a part of transparency talk podcast i definitely learned a lot from you and i will be signing up and connecting with you for sure thank you i appreciate okay. thank you for having me not a problem and with that everybody we will talk to you guys later i want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to transparency talks podcast this is samurai Tai with alan we'll talk to you guys next time Louboutins, it got my bottoms like a lobster, monster I'ma eat the beat up like it's pasta Rolling down the street, I'm wearing black just like a mobster You don't want no smoke, you get unhealthy, need a doctor Shout out to my homie, he got dreads like a roster Relay me the word and I might bring a couple shots. I be pulling strings, no guitar, but I'm a rock star I be on the highway and I'm dodging all the cop cars Writing all my lyrics, I be writing like an author Know my name ain't Luke, but I am a Skywalker Got that number nine, I'm pulling up like Tony Parker I just like to kick it with your boo, we playing soccer 
Shawty bad, she inked up like a marker I be steady cooking in the stew like Betty Crocker Way too many bands, I go to Linux, I'm a shopper I'm just trying to jump up to the top like Grasshopper Shawty asked me for that Louis and that Prada She do nothing for me, so I had to give a nod I'm in the casino in Las Vegas in Nevada I got me a foreign thing, she come from Guatemala Ayy them bands in my pocket Shawty said she want me when she walked inside my closet Ay, We know you faking, homie, stop it Gotta play it smart, I make it back, I make that profit Finish playing soccer, she gon' kick it like a sensei Left the spot on Monday, but she be right back on Wednesday She don't take opinions, she don't care about what her friends say I've been making progress, I've been trying to make some headway Shawty got them curls, and she like to use a can too I just get so lucky, number 12, like I'm Andrew can't let her try to tie the knot just like a bantu Always keep it real because I'm never acting brand new Hey, I'ma light it up just like a candle I secured a drip and used to rockin' Nike sandals Soon they bout to know me and they'll call me by my handle I'ma need a platinum sitting pretty on my mantle Always keep that water, you would think I was a camel And my life's sweet, it can mess up your enamel